Hello, everybody. Welcome to another week of uh, Catfish Weekly. This is Catfish Weekly 27. Uh, to, we got with us uh, Chuck Davidson, as always, Lyle Stokes, Stokes as always, and myself, Chris Button Wallace. Uh, but we also got a special guest, Robert Tallman. So, uh, welcome, Robert. Welcome, gentlemen. Uh, we're gonna tonight. We're gonna talk a little bit about what Robert Robert's got going on in the catfishing world. We'll probably uh, take a little bit of information or questions that we got from people in the chat. Um, it might, you know, go go in different directions. We really don't have a set topic or anything tonight. So, um, if we can, I believe you have uh, challenged Outdoors of America. We can start off with that. If you want to tell everybody about that a little bit. Yeah, Chris, uh, Challenge Outdoorsman of America is an organization we started here in Arkansas. Well, it actually started in Texas, and we're just a uh, just a chapter is what we are. Uh, what we do is we sponsor disabled adults, youth, and veterans with uh, fishing and hunting and outdoor adventures, and we have fun days, and just get them out of their everyday norm, you know, and uh, we get fishing derbies, and we do hunts. It's it's a pretty good deal. It's it's we started ours in 2013, I guess it was, and it's it's slowly taking off, but it's doing really good. We've got five chapters all over the United States, and uh, we sponsor about 1,500 to 1,800 challenge people a year between the five. It, it, it's doing real good here in Arkansas. Is there any like specific? Um events that might be coming up or do they come up on an annual basis or uh, we got uh, July July 19th we got a fishing derby it's gonna be held here in town in Whitehall Arkansas and it's it's free to everybody to come out uh, and we supply everything with meals and everything October 4th we have uh, catfish for a cause that's a yearly benefit catfishing tournament we hold and uh, that, that normally turns out pretty good you know, we want people to come out and, and fish. That's going to be uh, $50 per team to join up its team of two or, or more. And uh, they come out, and we have first, second, third place. And we're also going to offer a, uh, this is the first time we've done this, we're going to offer a cash prize for the first place this year. And uh, we have a lot of giveaways and a lot of things we show and teach people about the catfishing and you know, kind of pretty much raise the awareness of the Challenge Outdoorsman of America, you know, and let them know what we're doing. And 100% uh, of the money that we raise here in this event, you know, that's something everybody needs to understand is we don't have a, a payroll of the sorts or, or nothing like that. Every dime that we raise goes right back into the Challenge Outdoorsman of America. It goes back to the challenge people here in Arkansas. And uh, we use them towards hunting clothes and supplies that we need, deer blinds, and you know whatever, whatever we need to you know, get them out and uh, get them on a good fish or, or a hunting trip. That was that. That's cool. Hey, Lyle or uh, Chuck, you guys have any questions or anything to go along with that challenge outdoors or? Yeah, I. I you know, I know you guys do some stuff down there, Robert, with uh, some the children, um, kids and stuff. And uh, uh, is that separate from this, or does it all have to do with the same thing? What do you mean now, uh, separate? Well, 
I know you guys do some some programs with with children. Is it uh, disabled children, or is it just children in general, or or some of the the, the uh, ones that don't have uh, things that a lot of the other kids has got, different things like that. You know, it's it's called Challenge Outdoorsman, and uh, Challenge is a wide area. You know, it's we work towards the disabled children, but Challenge also we have some mothers that that are single moms that can't take their kids out, and right. don't know how about taking them out. Right, you know, so that's what we're about. And uh, just you know, just because they're not disabled doesn't mean they're not challenged. That's yeah. right. Uh, you know, we, we don't turn I, any kids away. You and I was talking earlier today about uh, uh, some things uh, with military children coming up in 2015. Are you at liberty to expand on that any at all? Well, that's something we're talking about. Uh, we have a lot of youth and kids that their parents are, you know, they're overseas fighting, you know, in the wars and, and you know, in our military. Well, we're going to try, and we're talking about getting them kids involved. You know, since their parents can't be there to take them hunting or fishing, we're going to try to get that involved in their lives. And uh, that—that's something we're we're definitely definitely talking about. Well, that's a, I think that'd be an outstanding program, and and uh, you know I'm glad that that you guys are working towards that, and and uh, I know that you all do a lot of uh, different things for or challenge people and like you said challenge does not mean uh, necessarily disabled it just means that for one reason or another uh, they can't do what they'd like to do or or uh, especially with the younger kids that uh, get to do so uh, right. that's really good program that you guys have put together and we're very proud that you're you're doing that Chuck you got anything for Robert yeah um, what kind of different activities do y'all do do y'all have um, like days where y'all take people out and uh, teach them how to archery shoot, not just hunt, just have a day you take them and uh, show them archery or uh, target practice with guns, and y'all do stuff like that also? Yes. Uh, <laughs> last year, uh, we hadn't been able to do it this year. Uh, just some things came up that we, we couldn't get it done. But last year, we had what we call a fun day, and they come out, and uh, National Wild Turkey Federation had Jake's trailer out there where they got to you know, shoot pellet guns at targets and uh, do a lot of different things like that that they've never seen. Uh, we've got people that want to bring, you know, Arkansas Game Fish Commission wants to bring animals out, teach them about the animal. You know, so it's not just the fishing and the hunting part of it. It's uh, it's got a lot more to do with it. It's just a lot of different things. Uh, when when y'all have a uh, fishing day. Um, Y'all kind of treat it like a you would a tournament, and uh, people show up and they get assigned to a boat, and their their parents get to go out with them, and uh, everybody goes out at one time and comes back in at the same time, and everybody gets to see everybody's fish and stuff like that. Is that how y'all do your? Well, most of ours are done through a uh, local pond, or we have some. Uh, Residents that donates their pond to our events. Yeah, we'll go out there, and uh, we've never done with boats. Uh, liability for one thing, and uh, but Arkansas Game Fish Commission will come in the day before, and they'll stock the pond for us. And, uh, we give giveaways for 
the biggest fish, the most fish caught. We, we gave away a rod and reel this year for the smallest fish caught. You know, and it's, you know, everybody goes away with something. You know, and, um, but pretty much land-based, uh, the way we've been doing it. Have you uh, have you found somebody you've took under your wing yet, and you look forward to spending time with him for the rest of his life? There's so many we deal with. It's hard to just attach just to one. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of weird. I, I you know I volunteer for the Special Olympics also, and it was a year since the last event when I went to the Special Olympics. And I had kids coming out of the audience that remembered me from a year ago. You know, and just when are we going fishing? When are we going, you know, when are we going to get together again? You know, they were ready to leave the Olympics right there, and we just take them fishing. So it's it's a there's just so many kids. It just it's overwhelming. The compassion these kids have, you just it, it's unexplainable. You know, it's just crazy. The whole world had the compassion. The whole world had the compassion these kids did. It'd be a great place to live. Yeah, I bet they appreciate it a lot. Do you ever get uh, thank you letters after and um, stuff like that because they uh, yeah. to show how much yes, they really do. appreciate it and uh, how much it meant to them and everything. Yes, we do. We get emails all the time. You know, wanting to know when the next event is and how much fun they had. We get a lot of emails from parents that uh, you know my child never experienced that before. Thank you so much for. What y'all are doing, and that and, you know them, them really hit home. Yeah, that's what it's act, all about. You know, when the parents come out and express their feelings for you know, what we've done, that, that's that, that, that's all of it right there. That's what it's all about. Now, uh, you're doing good things. Uh, anybody got anything else for me? Yeah, yeah I, I, I go go ahead, Lyle. I got some more, but go ahead. Okay, um, Robert. I know you guys do a fishing tournament down there every year. Um, oh, hang on, hang on. If you're going to go off of the challenge outdoors, let me let me go back onto that okay, real quick. Sure. Now, uh, I know you said that there's uh, like different chapters of that. Um, are you are you are you like the organizer for your Arkansas chapter, or like no, what exactly is that kind of yeah. how it is? There's four of us that uh, work together, and you know we got our titles, but we're all equal. Yeah. You know, we do the same amount of work. We, you know, we push it, you know. So they call me the president of the chapter. Well, I don't look at it that way. I just look at it as part of the team. Yeah. In my eyes were all equal. It, it like somebody that wanted to get. Um, like if they wanted to help you out with donations, do you guys take? You have somewhere where you take donations. What kind of things would you guys need? Like fishing poles or just money or, you know, ponds uh, to fish or I mean, like somebody watching this show, how would they, how would they help you out with a donation of some sort? Or well, we're always we're always looking for money to donations because everything we do is 100% sponsored. I mean, it's uh, donations towards. I mean, when you got. Our last fishing derby we had, we had about a hundred kids. That's a lot of hot dogs and hamburgers, and you know, and stuff like that. And uh, fishing poles, we're always looking for fishing poles, you know, and fishing equipment. Uh, we're trying to find us somebody to help us out with fishing worms and, and that sort, you know. So uh, we're always needing help. Uh, 
We're not doing bad. Don't don't get me wrong. We're, you know, we've had this overwhelming amount of help, and uh, but we're always needing help. And then you're talking about the chapters. We're always looking forward to having someone starting a chapter in your area. You know, if Chris, if you wanted to start a chapter over there where you're at, you know, that'd be fantastic. You know, we'd really like to see that. Do you know if there's an in, an Indiana chapter right now? Uh, no, we don't have an Indiana chapter. We've got a South Texas chapter, Northeast Texas, we got Arkansas, Nebraska, and Illinois chapter. We got five chapters right now, and, uh, but we're you know we're always looking to start another chapter in another area. I mean, we can't touch all the kids, you know. And, you know, like here in, here in Arkansas, you know, I've got a chapter in Central area. We've got another couple that are wanting to start one in Northwest Arkansas, so we're going to help them get that stuff. Well, to go ahead and, I mean, I can tell you right now, I, with everything that I'm doing, I would love to, but I just couldn't do it. In, in oh, a, in no, I understand what you're saying. But the, the idea and everything, I might as well go ahead and let everybody know that Catfish Weekly is about to put a forum together. Uh, it'll probably be put together tonight, this evening, and people, you know, I'll probably post the link and everything. It might not be um, themed out or anything, but you'll probably still be able to go and register and, you know, check it out, and, and we'll have a few, uh, like, forum areas and everything, but, uh, Robert, you're more than welcome to post up there information okay. about the Challenge Outdoors, let people know that, you know, if they want to get one started in their neck of the woods, you're more than welcome, or they're more than welcome to contact you to help them get that started. Um, you know, and then I'll, I mean, that'll be a, the forum will be a great place for information like that. Whereas Facebook, it, it can be kind of hard to find something at a later time. Uh, that's what we think the forum will be a little more beneficial for. So keep that in mind and um, go ahead, Lyle, if you want to go ask about something else now. Well, Robert, I know that every year, last year or two, you guys have been having a, a fishing tournament down there for people that could come in from anywhere in the states and, and fish this tournament. Is that something to do with your challenged outdoorsman? Yes, it is. Everything that that is the uh, catfishing for a cause event, and that is a hundred percent of that money raised goes right back to the chapter. Uh, and that's just a basic fishing tournament. It's strictly catch and release. We try to express that. And uh, we had nine teams last year raise a little over nine hundred dollars for the chapter. And it really feed everybody and, and have little, you know, sinker making gatherings. And we have guests come in talking about catfishing. You know, just make it fun for everybody that day. Right. Yeah. I, I would be able Go ahead. Honor to that, if we possibly can, I think that'd be a really good time, and and uh, all the, the proceeds would go to a really good cause. But, uh, well, yeah, year, go ahead. This year we're doing something a little different. Last year we just did trophies, and uh, such. Uh, this year I think we're going to put up a cash prize for first place, and uh, that's, that's coming out of our pockets. That's not coming out of the money that was raised that day. So we want everybody to know that. Money made that day that we raise will be going back into the chapter, and the cash prize will be coming out of our pockets. We put together a little 
tell them that we're gonna put together for first place prize, and then we're gonna have uh, first, second, third place trophies, and we're also having plaques and you know, a few little giveaways and stuff. Last year we were just overwhelmed with sponsors trying to help out, and, uh, just wanting to give things out. That's awesome. That's really good. To, and and when is this tournament gonna be this year? It's gonna be October fourth. Okay. October fourth this year. And, uh, it's going to be held in Little Rock, Arkansas, at Murray Park, and it'll be from about six to two. And then, uh, you know, we feed everybody. And, you know, it's it's just a just a fun day. The kids come out and do their running and playing and have the tournament. And this will be on the Arkansas River. Yes, sir. You got blues and channels and flatheads, so uh, anybody that feels comfortable fishing for one or the other. Would be right at home there then. Correct. There is a, we got a little bit of everything, and we got some big catfish up here too. Well, now, uh, you know, Daryl and Jason Massagill, uh, that's kind of in their back door. They ought to come down there and just tear it up on that Arkansas River. Yeah, you know, they they do and they don't. <laughs> they, uh, they go to these big rivers. <laughs> Well, you know, and, and they're just great guys, and they are. They're fantastic. I think they're from Paragould, and I've been been through there a time or two. But yeah, that's uh, that'd be a great tournament. And what what is the entry fee on your tournament down there? Uh, it's fifty dollars dinner per team or per boat. And, uh, two people. Maybe, yes, two people or or more. They can have more in the boat. Okay. Uh, the bank. You know, we also offer bank fishermen if they want to enter this tournament. You know, for twenty-five dollars, they can get into it, and it and it's stationed right below the dam, so they got a pretty good option catching them with big fish. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's it's about two three hundred yards from the dam, and it's there's some big fish moving up there. Well, that's just an outstanding deal you got going down there, and and thank you guys so much for for putting a deal like that together for people that. That don't get a chance to get out and do things. Very well. We, it's our pleasure. That's Robert. all, I have, Robert. Well, I would have to ask, what what was it that inspired you to do all that you're doing, like for the challenge and outdoors and and uh, the things that you're putting together? You know, I uh, I've been good friends with a man named Daryl Jackson. He runs the Texas chapter. He's basically the the man over all the chapters, mm -hmm. and I've known him for a while, and he uh, he got on our catfishing website, and he got to look, and he says, why do I always see pictures of other people, but I never see pictures of you? And I told him, well, I just enjoy taking people out and putting them on fish, and, you know, and then he said, well, I want you to do something for me. I said, okay. He said, I'm going to send you a couple videos. I want you to look at these videos, and then we're going to talk. I said, okay. He sent me these videos. And it was some of his fishing derbies that he held with these disabled children. And uh, I was hooked from there on. You know, it's just, it was amazing. The smiles and everything, it just draws you in. And then I went to uh, our first event. And I wasn't real sure how it was going to work. We went around to the school, and they had dropped all the events for these challenged disabled kids in their school. There's, there's nothing for these kids. And so that's where we started getting involved and started pushing it more. And and uh, we just really, really look forward to every event. 
Man, I'd, I'd bet that, you know, appreciation, that, that true, real appreciation that you get from the kids and everything, there probably isn't much that beats that in the world, is there? No, not at all, not at all. We took a gentleman hunting last year. He was 65 years old. Never held a gun in his life. And uh, we took him out, and we took him hunting. Weather didn't, you know, didn't agree with us, but he said, you know, I get letters from him all the time that he's just looking forward to going again. And it's just, you know, his 65 years of life, he's never held a gun before. You know, just an amazing time for him. You know, and, you know little things like that just you can't help but draw you in. You know, help. You, know, you want to be a part of it. If you ever go to an event like this, you just you'll see what I'm talking about. It's, it's something special. Yeah. Chuck, did you have anything on that? Um, not really. You was mentioning something earlier about doing something for the uh, the the veterans. I mean, the uh, guys that are off to war, uh, children. Uh, is that something that's not totally put together yet, or? Um, no, uh, we're still in the works talking about that. Uh, we don't know how well that'll go over, uh, so we're gonna probably put some posts out there and get some uh, opinions on what they think. You know, we don't want to upset the parents, and you know, I'm over here and I can't take my kid, and you know, so we want to. We don't want to cause any problems, but that's something we're definitely want to feel we want to get involved in. We've got a few kids that live with grandparents, but both parents were in the military. So I feel that's that's something we're wanting to touch. We're wanting to get involved with. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, that's it. I, that's all I got. All right. Um, Robert, is there anything else that you're uh, a part of or working on or anything that we haven't talked about yet that you'd want to talk about? Yeah. Uh, we also are Arkansas Area Catfish Hunters. There you go. We got our, our little club here in Arkansas. which is, We started back in 2005. It was about three guys sitting on the bank fishing. We make a cut of jokes saying, hey, we need to make catfish inside. You know, club. Well, here it is now with over 370 members. And it's, it's kind of like what you all do. We don't discriminate towards any companies or any people. We don't allow it on our side. You know, um, we've got every kind of catfishing you can think of. We've got, it's a teaching site, I guess you could say. Uh, people come in there and they'll ask questions on how to do this, or how to do that. We've got people that's experienced, been catfishing all their lives. We've got people that ain't never catfished a day in their life and want to get started in. You know, so it's it's a it's a comfortable place to come and visit. You know, we we treat everybody's family in there. Now your your Arkansas um, catfish club. About how old is that? How long has that been going on? Uh, since two thousand five. So about ten years now. And about ten years, yes. I know when we talked earlier, you you. Uh, you said there might be a possibility and and kind of thinking about maybe having a trail out there. There's there is none right now and there is no Arkansas trail that I that I am aware of. Uh, 
I've had a lot of posts, people wanting to get involved in a catfish trail for Arkansas. You know, uh, we've got a husband and wife team that's members, been members for a couple of years. They're wanting to start traveling to these different tournaments under the Arkansas Area Catfish name. You know, and uh, there, there's, here in the last couple of months, there's been a lot of interest in tournaments. So uh, I'm going to be bugging a couple of y'all, you know, later on about how to get it started and what's involved in it. But that's something definitely in the works. More than likely, 2015, we're going to push it even harder. Yeah. Well, I know that you've been uh, kind of like a fan of the show. You've been in the chat with us and everything, and you've been real great asking questions, and, and you say you've learned you know, quite a bit from watching the show and different guests that we've had on. And Is there anything else that... Uh, that uh that you're like that you'd like to see on the show or anything that you you were thinking of that not really you guys are doing a fantastic job I mean I've I have uh, I catch a show three three times a month I'm on shift work uh, <laughs> I have learned so much just catching y'all shows uh, nothing I can think of that y'all are not doing that I would like to see. Yeah, I mean, we're just, um, you know, we're trying to get everybody's input. We're trying, you know, like we've we've said it on multiple occasions that, you know, with the amount of shows that we're doing with the show every week, there's there's bound to be times where we're going to overlap and and do do a subject or a topic where where we've discussed it before. Um, right. What we're just trying to do is is uh, make sure that that's not happening too frequently or anything. So there, you know, we don't. We don't start re looking repetitive or sounding repetitive, but there there is there's a lot of things to talk about in, in the catfishing, and um, I'll go ahead and give everybody a little bit of a preview for next week. I'm going to be doing a pretty in-depth um, review and, and informational segment, basically just about hooks, uh, all the different types of hooks, the styles. Um, Things that you know, like the offsets, the straights, the um, inlines. You know, there's, it's going to be a very, very in-depth hook hook uh, review and hook hook informational um, segment. So I can give everybody just a little bit of what I've started on. And I'm going to move my camera down here, and it's going to be upside down here. Let me turn it around. There you go. And don't look at the rest of my, my the rest of my desk. It's gonna have more in that. I just uh, started getting some stuff together, and um, you know, and, I'll, and I'm I'll, I'm sure we'll probably do some other segments on knots and, and different things like that, different different uh, uh, rig setups. But um, we definitely want to try to get as much good information out there as we can so that's the reason why I, I almost put this segment with the hooks into this show but I really wanted to go out and get a lot of really good factual information and and, and a lot of different information about it to make it a really good episode just on the hooks themselves and um, you know I'm sure later on we'll probably do like I said some different um, actual rigs you know float rigs, Santee Cooper rigs um, you know, there's a lot of different rig styles that people use, but uh, um, trying to think here. 
something me and you talked about earlier, you know, when we were talking, uh, you know, I was asking you about going from shallow to deep, you know, uh, I'd like more, like to learn a little bit more about the transition period, you know, when do you know when to go deep, and this type, of, you know, that's something I'm trying to learn myself right now. Knows how do you know all night long? Them fish come out of the shallows. You know, I mean, you're saying you're catching them in 15 foot of water, 30 foot. What it was, I was catching them in two foot here two weeks ago. Yeah. You know, so with the different seasons, I'd like to learn a little bit more about that also. And I mean, and I'll go ahead and let everybody know. I mean, I'm I myself am in no way the you know the top tournament tournament angler in my area. You know I'm I fish. You know most of the time I end up middle of the pack, and you know I, I'm I'm still learning. There's lots of things that I don't know. I basically try to go out. You know if 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 Lyle and Chuck don't know it, we don't go out and and try to put any bad information out. If we don't know it, we we try to find good information or we tell you what we do know. Um, so, you know, I mean, that's what when having guys like the Massengills and Do Jeff Dodd and and uh, Brad Kilpatrick, and, I mean, we've had lots of guys that are, you know, Ryan Casey, they're, they're people who really do put a lot of big fish in the boat. You know, they're, you know, they're coming up with some really good information. And if you guys, you know, like a question like Robert just asked, you know, that's something where I myself personally, I, I'll, you know, I'll start off in one depth of water. It might be two foot. It might be the shallowest water I find, and move out. You know, just find different depths. I, I fished the tournament this weekend where that's exactly what I did. I actually started in the deepest water I found at about 18, 20 foot, and moved all the way up to shallow water, and then I went everywhere in between. I, start, I went from 18 foot to two foot to six foot to eight foot to 12 foot, and I just tried to target where I was catching fish at. And then once you find that area where you're starting to catch fish at, you just target that area. That's what I, that's what I do, and I try to do it as quick as possible in a tournament. Because even though, like, I go out the night before and I might be catching them in two foot of water, you know, something might have changed, you know, you know, cold front coming through, your full moon, whatever it might be, where they're not in two foot of water the next night. They might be in the 16 foot of water. Mm -hmm. Might have to get a... Uh... Casey Tutero on here and let him uh, tell us how to catch them, man. Yeah. He, he's on it. For the past two years, he's got him a good portfolio going on. Yeah, he's he's not. He I think he lost uh, yesterday. He lost last night by four ounces, and I think it's the second time. He's not won a tournament in the ICA this year, but he's been second or third, I think, in almost every single one of them. You know, and he 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 definitely finds the fish, and I I would I've had a I've done an interview with him once before for CF Pro and put it on catfishingpro.com the, the forum, and there's there's a good uh, there's a good interview that I did with him over there. But yeah, I mean I'll definitely see if he'd be interested in maybe coming on the show at some point and maybe enlightening everybody a little bit to how how he's catching all them big fish because I'd love to know. It don't matter where he's fishing at. He seems to uh, always be in the you know top four or five, if not on top of the leaderboard. Yep, he, he gets on them, and I've sat there and watched him. I mean, you can be sitting there, you know, ten foot ten foot from him, and 
have your poles in the water, and he's just reeling them up, and you're and and then he moves out of there, and you go to the same spot, and you can't pull nothing out of there. <laughs> he's got that secret bait on him. Yeah, he does. If he bottles it up, he could make he, a killing. I, I I took a video camera and just put it on his mouth because everybody telling me I'm holding my mouth wrong when I'm fishing, so. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's um, yeah. As far as the articles and stuff, you know, we had Jason Malone. He said he he would he's really excited about that. He wants to see some basic reviews. Um, I I do want to try to get a little bit of uh, a spread of information for you know we had Brad Dirk on not long ago talking about um, I don't know if it was behind the scenes or actually on the show. He said that. You know, there's a lot of people that really just want information on catching eater-sized fish, not catching the big giant fish and tournament angling, where that's that's the majority of our show is tournament angling and, and big fish. I want to have a little bit of, uh, you know, the basics and, and things to help guys along with just catching catfish and things. So we want to try to have a little bit of content for everybody on the show. Yeah, fresh. Ron says it's fresh bait. Uh, I, I had, I had fresh bait. <laughs> I had plenty of fresh bait, and I'm, you know, like I said, I hit, I hit structured water. I hit, you know, good, good, uh, um, current. You know, I mean, that's there's something else. He's fishing right on a ledge. He's holding, you know, he's holding a ledge real good, or he he's looking for something in particular. There's, there's something where, you know, he's definitely doing a little better than what a lot of other people are doing with Casey. But uh, hey, Chuck, Lyle, you guys got anything else for Robert? I I think we've about covered everything that I had wrote down to to visit with Robert about. And I, I know me and Robert when we when we talked, you were talking about um, flathead fishing in your area. Not a lot of people have done it, and you you were real interested. You've had a lot of questions about the flathead fishing. Um, I, I really hope that. You know, you can get out there and get on a real big flathead. I know that you're you're wanting to do that. You know, you can't wait. Even a big blue, I think, is what you're, you're excited. You know, you're gonna pull one of them big blues up out of there. Oh yeah, I'm uh, pushing this first year. I've actually went after the flatheads. Yeah. I missed a good one. He broke my line, and I, I I'm destined to get that fish in that boat you know, sooner or later. You know, and I'm gonna get him in there. You know, I'm still learning. We've had, we've had them break lines. We've had them come get to the boat and just fit the hook out. You know, we've never got them in the boat. You know, so so uh, we're 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 practicing. We're working on it. I love I love the fight of a flathead. I mean, really, a a good flathead is, is pound for pound the best fight I think I've I've done. I caught a 15 pound flathead. And I would have swore pulling that thing up in the current and everything, it was going to be 30-plus pounds. Right. You know, I mean, he, he just, you know, with, and it wasn't, there's not a ton of current, but with what there was, and it just, I mean, really, I, I love catching flatheads. I, I, you know, me and my partner targeted them most of the night for that tournament, and uh, we had two, we had a 15 and a 10. And uh, we're really surprised we didn't get a blue in that tournament because we we thought all the all the area that we were fishing had a lot of current, had a lot of you know just single trees out in there, things that we thought would were going to be a 
um, pretty good blue habitat as well. So right. that's you know we and we did see in the stretch river we were in Vincennes, Indiana, and and I'll tell everybody right now I I don't think I've ever seen a 15 mile 20 mile stretch even probably more than that of river covered more in, in bank poles and, and commercial fishing nets than I've ever seen on that stretch of river. And I'm talking hundreds and hundreds of them. And that was still good fish. Go ahead, Joe. And that was still good fish getting caught. Bud. Yeah, uh, there's. I've heard reports of people saying, you know, they did well actually going right up next to them commercial nets and fishing right alongside of them. Um, I, I debated doing that. Me and my partner debated debated doing that ourselves, uh, but we decided to actually go downriver more closer to the Ohio and try to get away from the net as much as possible and try to get to the fish that haven't quite made it that far upriver yet. Um, you know, whether that was our mistake, I don't know. I mean, we we ended up in sixth place out of 18 boats, so top third. I don't consider that a failure at all. I'd, I'd of course love to do better. Uh, but but there was a big gap in, in the in the first uh, four to five boats. I think they had easily over 50 or 60 pounds, and you know it. it we dropped down, and, and then our place was like 30 pounds. You know, I mean, it was a, it was a big jump between the places there. So, like I said, there is something I'd love to I'd love to to learn what Casey knows and and able to figure that out because I'm doing a lot of fishing and I enjoy it but of course I want to be the as most competitive as I can catch them big fish like he's doing. Do you think that area has always been targeted commercially that much? Do you think they're moving on up in there now to find new areas since they're fishing out other places? No, uh, it's, it's been, there's sections of the White River and the uh, Wabash River um, some people know, some people don't, but I actually was in like the some of the original guys for the Indiana uh, Catfish Conservation Association, which was the ICCA, and this was uh, before any of the Ohio River, you know, like the uh, um, the organization that that Aaron Wheatley and them had going for the Ohio River. We kind of started the ICCA before all that, and it had to do with um, the commercial fishing that was going on on the inland waters as well as the Ohio River and the inland waters were hit get, getting hit pretty bad and they've been hit pretty bad for a long time and we were trying to just just get regulations on at least just the inland waters because we knew Indiana won't do anything on the Ohio River because it's mainly Kentucky's water until Kentucky does it but um, we really we faced a lot of problems with the people in in the fisheries department in Indiana not really wanting to do much about the inland waters. I I think there was some recent uh, changes, or there's going to be some recent changes in personnel in the fisheries departments in DNR, uh, where they where the, you know the ICCA. I believe they're still an organization, and and they're going to try to get some of the inland waters protected. But I don't know a lot of factual information about what's going on with that right now. You're talking about these bank poles. What what exactly are you talking about? These bank poles on on the on the river. If 
the best way I can explain it is a piece of flimsy uh, PVC pipe, almost like if you ever watch uh, sw uh, was it Swamp People? Yeah. Where they take they take almost like a cane pole and stick it down into the mud, put a hook on it with a with a uh, clothesline pin holding the line up. It's, this is almost like that. They just take like a piece of flimsy PVP pipe and they stick it into the bank uh, and then have a line just right up tied off to the end of it with a hook on it and they and they pretty much just. I I, I talked with some people. I don't know if Illinois actually has different um, um, bank bank pole laws because the the river that we're fishing the Wabash. And that section is basically the border between Indiana and Illinois. And a lot of those bank poles were on the Illinois side, so they would have had to have some sort of Illinois license and laws, and they weren't they weren't tagged with names or anything like that. And like I said, there was hundreds of them. Um, so that's uh, that's something we were curious about. Is is you know, has Illinois got different laws in Indiana for bank lines? And but that's all they are, just a PVC pipe with a line hanging on it and stuck right into the side of the bank. And I'm talking a lot of the bank was right at the river was like a five foot you know mud section up to you know straight wall basically you know and, and it might have a little bit of a gradient to it but they're pretty much just stuck right in the side and and they were everywhere. I mean they were there were sometimes they were they were maybe 40 feet apart. And there would be, you know, a uh, hundred yards of them, and then there might be a break for a little bit for maybe half a mile, <laughs> and then another hundred yards of bank poles. And there were some set up on the Indiana side as well, but not nearly as many as that Illinois side. I don't guess I've ever seen that. I never seen it before. Yeah, I'd never seen it. Honestly, I'd never seen it before. Like, like with all the PVC pipe, I started looking at it and. I was like, I've, I've never seen these before. This is, seems to be something that was in that area. Um, but there was a lot. I mean, one of the guys that I talked to on the boat ramp, he he told me it almost seemed like they had, you know, the guys that did it, they kind of knew who owned which ones, and he owned, like, you know, that, that little stretch, that 100-yard stretch that was just past the bridge, and he was telling me he caught 17 flatheads that night. He had a good night. You know, and that's, and he told me, like, the biggest one that he caught was, like, 10 pounds or so, but, you know, that's a lot of flatheads, and this, and I know somebody asked on the Catfish Weekly page uh, how well the bite is on the full moons. Um, this was the full moon night this weekend when that guy said he caught the 17 flatheads, and the ICA had a lot of boats turn in a lot of good fish. Uh, a couple of the boats were up around the 100-pound mark for six fish, so... Um, fish bite during the full moon. Not not a lot of people I know care to care for the bite on the full moon, but I think it just depends on the it depends on a lot of the other factors as well, like what like weather barometer or the you know, any any cold fronts or uh, storms moving through things like that, which probably will affect the barometer as well. I, and Ron Streeter says it's actually a fiberglass pole. It wasn't PVC, but it's a fiberglass pole that they're sticking in the ground. I didn't pay that much attention. I just knew they were white. looked kind of like a PVC pipe or something to me. And there was a lot of them. 
I definitely want to get on some of these flatheads here. Uh, you can look in the Arkansas, and we've got some of the most impressive flatheads around, you know, on the Arkansas River. And I don't know if we still do, but I know we used to hold the world record flathead. I don't know if we still hold the record for the largest uh, flathead catfish or not. I know we so did we, hold the world it record. Was world record? I believe so. Do you know about how big it was? I sure What's that, Chuck? The world record flathead was is 120 pounds. I, I think it's from Arkansas or Oklahoma, Nebraska, somewhere out in there somewhere. So as far as I know, it's still there. If I remember right, it's uh, caught on the Mississippi River, but on the Arkansas side. Right. But uh, we still have some very impressive flatheads in these rivers and lakes. We got some of the best lakes around. You know, and, uh, I just I just want to target these flatheads a little bit longer, you know, until they give me to the point I get so frustrated I go back to my blues, <laughs> you know. Yeah, we actually, you know, for targeting the flatheads for this last tournament, we we uh, I talked to some locals and one of the local guys told me about a fish farm that was about 30 minutes away on the Illinois side, um, and he basically told me it was an Amish place that had goldfish, the big goldfish that he, you could buy for seven dollars a pound. And uh, I've never, I had never used goldfish, but he, you know, he was telling me that he was doing better on goldfish than bluegills. Um, I can tell you from our experience, because we went and got uh, a good, I think, it was, I think it ended up being about nine goldfish per pound. So they were good sized goldfish, um, probably that four to six inch range, or even seven inches or so. Um, but you know, from our experience from that night, we did a lot better on the on the bluegill than we did on the goldfish. I, I can't I can't say for sure. I know that I caught mine on a bluegill. I think my partner caught his on a bluegill. We did have some runs and some bites on the on the goldfish, but I don't think we caught anything on them. Um, I personally have never really used goldfish for flathead bait, but there's a lot of people that I've heard say they do care for them. I've never done any good luck with them. Yeah. Well, I think most of the time uh, when people can't get any natural bait, they go to the bluegill. But I know there's guys that specifically use them year-round. Uh, you mean goldfish? Yeah. You said bluegill, so. <laughs> yeah, I meant goldfish. But, uh, yeah, I just, uh, you know, if, if unless there are a natural bait in, a, in the area I'm fishing, I'm gonna be using what's what normally is in there. Yeah, I wouldn't. You know, I mean, my partner was asking me about the goldfish, and he was like, "Why do you think that some people um, would prefer a goldfish over than the natural, like bluegill and stuff?" Because you know, blue or a goldfish really isn't natural in the waters. And I was, I said, I don't know. It might be because of their their body shape and and everything that they might be slower than what a bluegill is. They might not have the uh, the uh, reactionary defense that a bluegill would have, so they get eat easier, or it might be a scent they put off, could be the the vibration they put off because of their different body shape. You know, I don't really know what it might be that would attract a goldfish. They're basically just a carp. Yeah. But, uh, well, I think uh, 
I think we put together a pretty decent episode. So if uh, nobody has anything else, we'll go ahead and do our uh, closing statements. And there's one anything thing else? I want. Okay, there's go one ahead. One thing I wanted to mention, I forgot about. Oh, uh, we're holding. We started in January, and it's the Fins and Whiskers online catfish contest. And what that is, it's about. It's a contest. Anybody can get in. On uh, they catch a fish. You know, they, it's a catfishing contest. And uh, every month we have a different sponsor that'll put up an item, and you've got to catch a fish, a catfish, no size limit, no weight limit, nothing like that. Post that picture with that sponsor's logo. And at the end of that month, we draw a name and they win that sponsored item. And we're doing that through September. And then at the end of the contest, we take all them entry fees, even if you didn't submit a fish. You know, we're still going to take your entry fee, and we're going to draw one name, and that's they're going to get 50% of all entries, you know, the jackpot. The other 50% is going to go back to the Challenge Outdoorsman of America. So that's uh, if someone wants to get involved in that, you know, it's... And get on our Facebook page and and uh, check that out. We got a web web page on. I mean, a Facebook page for that that they can look at. And we got some fantastic sponsors you know, that just that uh, really stepped up and helped us out. What would they look up on Facebook to find that? Uh, Fins and Whiskers online catfish contest. Okay. You know, if, uh, all right. You know, we Anything I post else? it all over the place so. Yeah, like like I said, we we're gonna have the forum up here soon. You know, feel free to register on there, get get your setup, everything, and, and start posting some some informational links and and uh, filling in some content on there, and hopefully uh, somebody will come in and help you out. I do. Did you have anything else you thought of? No, not right now. Okay, well. If uh, if you'd like, Robert, if you got some sponsors or anybody you want to thank or talk about, you can go ahead and uh, do that for your closing statement now. Okay, yeah. Uh, you know, we couldn't do this without our sponsors and without the help of the community and people donating, you know, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever they can, and, and it's helped out a lot. But our sponsors have, have really stepped up to the plate and helped us out. Uh, two of the biggest ones we've had so far: the Bottom Dweller Tackle. Driftmasters. They've they've been with us from the beginning, and uh, but we have Black Horse Custom Rods come on board this year, and we got Drift Brothers Tackle, Cat Cat Anchors, and uh, they've just really stepped up and helped us out. And it means a lot, you know. I mean, without them, you know, it, it's been hard to do what we've done so far since we started. We appreciate you guys. All right. Uh, Chuck, you got a closing statement? Yeah, um, we just had our second tournament of the year. Our next tournament is going to be um, September 6th on Wheeler Lake uh, out of Ingalls Harbor in Decatur, Alabama. It's going to be a day tournament from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Um, that's going to be a good one, so hope to see everybody there. That's all I got. All right. Lyle? Well, I wanted to uh, congratulate you on your sixth place, I believe, finish at the tournament this week, and Chuck and Leanne on their second place finish in their tournament this weekend. We didn't have, get to have ours. We are still in flood condition, 
and uh, the added money tournament that we're having for Keokuk will be uh, August the 16th at Keokuk, Iowa, the Southside Boat Club. I uh, hope everybody can make it. We're looking for a good turnout. The water will be down. The fish will be biting. So uh, hopefully everybody can make it up there. Uh, the following month will be in Quincy, Illinois, and then after that will be the year-end tournament back up in Keokuk with a $5,000 guaranteed first-place money tournament. So uh, uh, maybe everybody can, can jump in and, and uh, be a part of that. Uh, right now, I think that's all I got. Thank you, Robert, for being on the show. We really appreciate everything that you guys do down there, and uh, maybe we can get you back on one of these days. Thank you all for having me on. Yeah, Robert, again, you know, all of us, you know, we really appreciate everything you're doing down there for the, the for the kids and the anybody that's challenged and all the different things that you got going on and everything that you're going to do in the future. We appreciate it. Um, like like we've said before on other shows, you know, most of the time people that are doing this stuff, they, they don't get paid to do it. They don't have big corporations paying for everything. A lot of time and money ends up coming out of their own pockets, and you know that's just the kind of people that we deal with in the catfish community. There's a lot of good people out there uh, doing what they're doing just for just for the you know love of the sport and the love of helping other people. Um, you know, it's kind of like this show. We ain't getting paid to do any of this. Um, you know, we're doing it just to share our love of, of catfishing and and everything with everybody that we can, trying to get good information out there. Um, uh, like I say, every 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 show, you know, each of us individually have different sponsors and our own sponsors. They're in no way affiliated with the show itself. Uh, we want everybody to feel welcome to watch the show, no matter who, uh, you know, what sponsors they have or or what products they like. I mean, this is this isn't about products and sponsors. It's it's more about the sport of catfishing. So. Uh, you know, we have we have a couple things in in the works for giveaways for the next month or two. Um, you know, I won't say much about that right now, but we're definitely going to have some more prizes to give away and some things to to look forward to as far as uh, posting pictures and different contests on Catfish Weekly. Um, you know, like I said, I do have uh, the forum that I'm going to put together tonight. Anybody's welcome to register and sign up on there. Uh, post whatever they like. Uh, again, you know, for advertisements, things like that, we'd appreciate it if you didn't advertise businesses or anything like that without first getting permission from one of us. Um, also, for the uh, website itself, catfishweekly.com still has some advertising advertising spots available. Uh, it's fifty dollars for six months and thirty dollars for three months. Um, it's a great targeted way to you know advertise your product if it has to do with catfishing or or uh, the same you know genre of catfishing and outdoors and uh, want to thank uh, uh, Lyle from from Black Horse for his spot and um, Heath Malone for his spot with Indiana Hunter uh, there's like I said there's quite a few other little spots there that are available there those spots basically help us pay for our hosting and things like that that come out of our pocket uh, so if, if you want to get your company a little bit more exposure and have a nice little advertisement on our site, get a hold of me. We'll get you set up. Um, ICA doesn't have another tournament for about a month. I believe the next tournament's Hardy Lake, and I want to say it's uh, August 9th. 
Uh, don't quote me on that. I'm sure as it gets a little closer, I'll give you more factual information on it. But um, like Chuck said earlier, you know, congratulations to to Casey, um, John Lamb. Uh, there's a couple other guys that got first and second in the ICA tournament at Vincennes this week. They had like 97 pounds in fish, which was a, a great, great weigh-in. Um, that's to me, it's pretty bad, though. Even with that amount of nets in the Wabash River and things like that, it's harder. It's hard to go down on the Ohio River right now on any stretch of it and come back with 97 pounds of fish. So, to go up into a tributary, you know, and be able to catch that, that that lets you know there's there's a problem down there. It needs to be fixed. Um, there there's there's definitely more to be done on that on that waterway. So let's hope that it uh. It works itself out, and some things start to get changed in the, in the future. But um, enough about all that. Uh, again, thanks, uh, Robert, for coming on. Continue, hopefully, watching the show and asking questions in chat. Uh, Dan Fields was who was with uh, John Lamb. Actually, was at, not at that tournament, but he had a substitute. Dan Fields is his partner. Uh, so congratulations to him. Um, thank you, Ron, for giving me some of the information to help out there. Uh, until next time, as I tell you guys always, stay out of my spot.